0: Janine, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Rebecca Whitehead Munn. We're going to talk about the details of her new book, All of Us Warriors. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Janine. Thanks for having me.
0: Could you tell the listeners a little bit about how this book came about?
1: Absolutely. So I am a uh... The youngest of five girls and experienced uh, two different cancer diagnoses with my mother. Uh, the second time took her life. And so I actually wrote my first book, um, which was a memoir about walking the end of life path with her and really about how to lovingly say goodbye, is, you know, and how I grew through the process. And that book came out in 2017 called The Gift of Goodbye. And I was working on a, a kind of the next phase of that story which is more about authenticity and thinking that that was going to be my second book and um, all of a sudden I heard of a good friend's cancer diagnosis so um, young 40s three children and uh, stage four colon cancer and it just really kind of hit me hard so I was sitting quietly one morning just really thinking about her and praying for you know grace and um, guidance and all of a sudden, this idea just popped in my head. It was as if someone was talking to me and said, "You should write a book about these stories. You should share them." Yeah. And you know, I kind of sat back and thought about it. I don't know if you've read uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, *Big Magic*. Yes, um, one of my favorite. Big fan. I'm a big fan yes. of hers. And so it, it the idea absolutely came to me, just like she described in that book. And and so I just sat there quietly and started thinking about it and realized through my experiences i had developed survival tips and um you know come up with different ways to process the emotion of a cancer diagnosis and um and so i started writing down ideas of what would i ask people if i interviewed them and um and, and just inter- you know pulse through my veins and so that was that was in late 2017 and here
0: we are. Amazing. Uh, I have to share a personal story with you. First of all, my show, Get the Funk Out, was started because I lost a friend of mine uh, end of 2010. I started this show in 2011, and along the way, in 2015, my dad was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer.
1: Oh, my goodness. So when I
0: read your bio and I was pitched your book, I thought, absolutely, because of what you do You know, and sharing people's stories and what you've gone through, it's so, it's obviously so challenging to be the person fighting cancer, but then the people that love that person, that are part of that person's network, oh, it is grueling. Mm -hmm. You know, what I lived through was intense.
1: Absolutely. But you know. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it you know, it a cancer diagnosis just really invokes such fear because it's it's the unknown. If you have not been through it yourself, right? Right. Um, there's just so much unknown and, and it just you know, it can paralyze people. And and what you know, what our friends, our loved ones, our coworkers need most is support in whatever way, shape or form, you know, an individual can give, right? Yes. And and that takes on different different flavors for different people. Um, so, yeah. Wow, thanks for sharing your story.
0: Oh, absolutely. So give us a sense for people that have gone through something that I've gone through, mm-hmm. uh, what they can expect from your book.
1: Sure, sure. Um, each chapter, so there's, there's 20 stories. So I included my, uh, a very small part of my friend Melissa's story in the introduction. She ended up um, passing away from the cancer. Sorry. Um, I guess it was, it was last December. So it's coming up on a year. And um, mm. so there are, but there are 20 stories, including hers. And there are, there are men and women or you know, men and women, individuals who identify as men and women. Okay. They are mothers and fathers, um, seven different types of cancers and all stages of the disease. And so each chapter Kind of chronicles the path of a cancer diagnosis starting with how did they discover um, they had cancer what did their treatment look like and then the the end of each chapter has um, advice and tips and some surprising experiences really just to help um, others with how do you interact with someone you sure love or know right with yes a cancer diagnosis
0: yeah Um, Do people share things that they're doing to treat their cancer? Because I know some people are treating it differently now than -hmm. they would be. Mm
1: -hmm. They do. They do. So um, people will find in the stories, um, this isn't surprising, but it's not widely known, uh, misdiagnoses happening, um, getting scans and not getting calls back when there are problems, and you know, the so several of the stories ended up having a different outcome because of those situations, right? And it's and the and my purpose in sharing is that is the world we live in. It's you know, we're all human and we all do the best we can and and things happen regardless of, you know, what industry you work in. And so um there were probably there were a few that took more Um, of a holistic path, but they all did that in parallel with traditional medicine. Uh, My mother, actually, when she she was diagnosed with late-stage colon cancer, and um, that was 2003, she uh, went through treatment, had surgery, was in remission for a while, and then it had metastasized to her lungs. And she w- you know, we went to the doctor and he basically said, well, I don't have a lot to offer you in terms of drugs and I can give you this one chemo drug, but you know, it's probably only going to extend your life four months. And she said, no, thank you. Yeah. So for me, like, watching her model that behavior for me was really impacting yes. on me. So she lived a year and a half of a very high quality life um, seeing a Chinese herbalist and took herbs every day, and she right. went to acupuncture once a week, and and then she walked every day through her neighborhood, and you know she lived life her way and just right. exited when it was her time. And
0: That's how I'd want to be. Uh,
1: exactly, and and so she was. She's very much a you know mind body spirit person. So mm-hmm. her whole focus of the cancer the second time was. She felt like it was connected to some deep-seated resentment mm. in her life, you know? And mm. I, I think each individual has to, to come to terms with what is it for them, right? right. Um, but she was a great role model for me in just watching how she handled that.
0: Yeah. What, yeah. A, what a role model of resilience and strength and amazing. How old yeah. was she when she passed away?
1: She was 77.
0: Okay. I still think that's young.
1: It. I think it's young too. Yeah. My father is still, uh, he's 96. Just uh, Wow. Going strong, living on his own. Amazing.
0: <laughs> that really is amazing. It is. What else would you like people to take away from this book?
1: Um. I think that the, probably the most important thing I would say is the common theme from each of the stories, which was... Don't disengage when you know someone or someone you love has been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, stay connected. Yes. Uh, You know, that's probably the number one piece of advice they each have. And every single one of them said that, that they faced both loved ones and friends who, for whatever reason, um, withdrew during the process. Really? I. And, and so for me, my hope is that people will take this book as a tool and use the advice in the back and implement it, right? If yeah. they're afraid of what to say, there's examples of, you know, you can just say, you're in my thoughts. Right. Or it's okay to say, I don't know what to say. Of course. And, right. And what's fascinating, having written this book, um, it really changed me, even though I had been through those two experiences with my mother, I learned that cancer diagnosis is an N of one. So there are several breast cancer stories in here, same stage. They're, each story is different, right? Each, because our bodies are, are very different and unique, right? Yes. So, and then our whole environment is different. So it's important to know that if you know of an experience, that doesn't mean that you know what the other person's going through. Right. It is very individual. It sure is. So, yeah. I'm sorry?
0: I said it sure is.
1: Mm-hmm. And so my, uh, my best friend from college was actually diagnosed with stage three colon cancer last year. Mm. And um, what was so helpful for me is I used the, the tips in the book, and I still am with him. He's still here. and. Okay. And I've, you know, we've, we've kind of gone these paths of he wants to talk a lot and then he needs to retreat. And I just continue with the texts and the phone calls and the um, cards. And, you know, it's not about me. It's about him yes. knowing yes. that I'm there. And if, right. if that makes a difference, I'm doing my part.
0: You know, I couldn't agree more. Uh, one of the things I did is I amped up how many times I would call my dad. So it wouldn't just be once a day or every other day. It became like two or three times a day.
1: Uh-huh. You
0: know, so I would get up, you know, six o'clock in the morning and I might give him a call. He crack some jokes. I'd call him back at his lunchtime. You know, just having them know that you're thinking of them because they might be all alone mostly during the day. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I, I don't know about you, but um, I started recording my conversations
1: Oh wow!
0: because they're so precious and I never wanted to forget the sound of my dad's voice. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I would suggest that to people is to start recording conversations, have them share stories or anything for that matter.
1: That is a really good idea. See, I should have interviewed you and then I could have (laughs) had that in the book, right? In your next book. (laughs) In my next book. In your next book. (laughs) I love that idea. It's a really good idea. I think
0: it's so important because you're never going to get that opportunity again. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Exactly. It's just, you can, you can just hold up your cell phone, you know, (laughs) and, and record it to something. And uh, it's, it's such an amazing gift to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to add about your book before we wrap up?
1: Um, well, I will just add that it um, has received some recognition uh, already. So uh, it won two awards. And I'm excited for that because my, my goal is about uh, touching a million lives with their stories and making a difference in those Great. million people's lives. So I believe those awards will help, you know, get the word out about it and, uh, and make a difference. Definitely.
0: Where can people find out more about you?
1: Uh, I have a website. It's Rebecca w. Munn,
0: OK. And if people so want to reach out to you, are you on social media?
1: I am on social media, so I am on uh, Instagram is Purple Butterfly 2006, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Twitter is Rebecca W. Munn, and Facebook is Rebecca W. Munn, author.
0: Fantastic. And give us a quick sense of your writing process for this book, for those that are listening that are writers. Uh,
1: this process was very, very fluid. It was almost completely divinely guided. It only took me a year to write it, mm-hmm. um, even with interviews, and then probably about six months to edit it. My first book took 10 years <laughs> to write. It was, um, part, in part, I was raising two children by myself and working full-time. Uh, but in part the content, right? You know, you had to work through a lot of the cathartic writing yeah. pieces. And um, yeah. so for my first book, I actually wrote a blog. I started a blog. And yeah, yeah. Um, and that really helped me finish that one. With this book, it, you know, I think I I had done it before. So it felt like I, I know what to do. I know what commitments I need to make to myself. and um, And so commitments from the standpoint of, blocking time to do this. So I gave up TV shows and things like that so that I could finish it. And then also um, commitments in terms of self-care. I would say that's very important. It's huge. Um, so get out and hike, or I practice different kinds of yoga, or um, take a hot bath, which I love.
0: Nice. Yeah, any advice for people that are going through a funk right now from the quarantine?
1: Um, it's, oh, wow. Getting outside, is it's been truly helpful for me even if I just sit outside yes uh, like not even in a in a in a place a park or anything if I don't have the ability to do that right I just go out on my front steps and I just sit there and I just close my eyes and just try and feel the energy of the trees and and you know the wind and um the sun yes that's yeah. been really helpful
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I walk every morning, so I couldn't agree more. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, Rebecca,
0: this has been amazing. Congratulations! Such an important book. Very, very meaningful. I, you know, there's so many people that are passing away. I'm hearing stories, and we we just lost, you know, a very well-known actor. Yes. Stage four colon cancer, 43 years old. Uh-huh. Chadwick. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Just, just horrible. And my horrible. hope is that they will lower the age of of recommended. Screening for that, um, right. because my friend didn't have any symptoms, like and just went in for the standard screening. And I'm I'm hearing more of that, and maybe it's anecdotal, but you know when you hear it, you kind of go, hmm, I wonder about that.
0: Right. So, I agree with you. It should be younger.
1: Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah. So I just want to thank um, my publisher. She writes press. Uh, this is my second book with uh, with Burke Warner. And team, and really great experience, and then my publicity team uh, from Books Forward,
0: PR. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. Congratulations.
1: And thank you, Janine. Appreciate you having me, and good luck to you. Thank you. <music>